Welcome to the Word Bible Study with Pastor Dan. Yeah, and I'm excited for everyone who decided to have a Bible study with me today. Your name is life. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn life Come on, let's sing that again. Your name. Your name. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fly. Hold up your voice and sing it out. Burn like a fly. Oh, you we worship, burn like a fire. Ooh, burn like a fire. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I hope you know it. Thank you, Jesus. Tonight, we are in the presence of royalty. We are in the presence of a healer. We have come to his house and we are standing in the presence of our king who cares about us and who wants to fix our problems. Reach out today. Worship him the way he deserves. Yes, Lord, our king of kings, our Lord of lords, our rock that we stand on. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's so worthy. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, to be in his presence today on this Sabbath, on our Sunday. Everything that you need is right here in this house. And all you've got to do is reach out and take it. Don't leave here today without getting what you came for. Because the healer is here. The king is here. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about learning about the kingdom. I'm excited knowing that I've got a king. I'm not out here on my own in this world. I'm not just rolling the dice hoping everything works out. But I'm part of a kingdom. I'm part of a family. I hope everybody in this room feels that today. I want you to feel welcome. You're welcome here at Pineview. We're one big happy family, and you're part of it now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Well, let's get into the word of the Lord. I believe God's been talking to me about this, and I was excited to bring it to his body of believers today. I'm going to start, we're going to stay in Matthew chapter 12 today. And I'm going to start with verse number 8, and then we'll pray, and I'll let you be seated. But in Matthew 12 and verse 8, it says, For the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. Hallelujah! Give Him praise that our King is Lord on the Sabbath. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord Jesus, touch our hearts and minds today, God. Allow us to accept your word, God. Allow your spirit to flow through me and anoint these people to further your kingdom, God. We worship you and praise you, and in Jesus' name, 
Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for preaching along with me because I know you're gonna, right? Amen. I love preaching with the pastor and I hope you enjoy preaching with me today. We're going to be talking about the Sabbath with the king. Hallelujah. We've been hearing a lot about the king. Stefan's been killing it, telling us about the difference between a king and the king. And today is our Sabbath with the king. I hope everybody's okay with me using that word Sabbath because I know it's Sunday, but today's our Sabbath. Today is, we see in our Old Testament type and shadow of what we actually do in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, they had a day of rest that was commanded in their law that you were to take one day and not do anything. Rest and spend time with the Lord. And we see today how we implement that in the New Testament. In the New Testament, we take one day a week and we rest. I hope you guys have rested today. I hope you're not worrying about all the other stuff that's going on all week long. Because today is not a day for that. Today is a day for us to rest. Today is a day for us to spend our mind, clean it, clear it, and spend it with Jesus. Today's a day for us to look on the bright side, to see the things that encourage us, to look back at where God's brought us from, but to not sit and toil and work and be hard on ourselves for this one day a week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, we got all those days that we got to get stuff done. And I'm with you guys, I like getting stuff done. But today, we're going to spend it with the king. And what exactly does that look like? So I was preparing this message, God had already been speaking to me about it, and then he showed me that everything I was preparing takes place on a Sabbath. So let's start in the first beginning part of chapter 12 today. It's, we're going to start in verse 1 here, it says, a discussion about the Sabbath. At about that time... Jesus was walking through some grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, so they began breaking off some heads of grain and eating them. Sunday is also a good day for eating, right? How many people are excited about leaving here and going and getting some food? God wants us to be happy, and sometimes we need to nourish our bodies to get there. So his disciples are walking along through the grain fields, and they're picking grain, and they're eating it because they needed substance. But some Pharisees saw them do it and protested. Them Pharisees. And we've been joking around on our podcast, some guys in the Bible, and I told them I'm going to get a shirt made that says, don't be a Pharisee. (laughs) We can talk about that, right? Because nobody's claiming to be a Pharisee these days. But how many have met some Pharisees in their life? How many of us have met some Christians that would rather beat us up with some of the rules and the laws in the Bible than to step back and look at how much love is in this Bible. Now, I understand God doesn't want us to live in sin, but how did he deal with that problem? Because he didn't come down and yell at us and tell us to stop sinning. He didn't come down and spank us and make us stop sinning. What did he do? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So if I want to try and deal with sin, I should deal with it the way God deals with it, with love. 
right? I shouldn't be beating people up with this Bible. I don't want to be considered a Pharisee. I want to love people into understanding how much God loves them. I want to show them the love that God's given me in my life. Because he didn't just beat me up every time I did something wrong either. He pointed it out to me. He said, Dan, you probably shouldn't be doing this. You got to get away from this in your life. You got to get back onto this right path. But he did it with love. And that's exactly what he wants us to be practicing in the church today. But the Pharisees protested. Look, your disciples are breaking the law by harvesting on the Sabbath. How many times have religious people stopped godly disciples from getting nourishment? Because they found a law somewhere that could prevent you from being fed on a Sabbath. But Jesus said to them, haven't you read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry. That gives us a little hint on how to deal with some Pharisees. Yeah, point back to the Bible. Yeah, let's go back to the Word of God. Let's look at what you're talking about a little bit deeper. Because haven't you read? Didn't you hear what David did? Didn't you hear? David wasn't the, he wasn't the greatest person on earth. He had some flaws. But didn't you read what happened to him? God didn't just kick him out because of his flaws. God didn't say you're not allowed to be king because of your flaws. God dealt with his flaws with love and kindness while allowing him to stay in his family, while allowing him to stay as king over Israel. He went into the house of God and he and his compa com companions, oh, I'm going to get it right, guys. His companions broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. Jesus is saying, now, that wasn't right, right? They went in there and they ate the bread that only the priests were allowed to eat. But Jesus doesn't find a problem with it. Because Jesus is love. And he would have all of us eat the bread that the priests are allowed to eat. We should all be allowed to consume the word that the priests are allowed to consume. That's why he ripped the veil in half when he died. Because God sees us all as equals. He loves us all equals. He reigns on the just and the unjust. That means he loves the sinner just as much as he loves you. Because he loves all of us. And he can't love us anymore. He's given everything for us. His only son for you. So you could sit here and you could be free. So you could have healing in your body. Because he loves you. Even before you loved him. And haven't you read in the law of Moses what the priest on duty in the temple may work on the Sabbath? So Christ ain't going to give him just one example. In the mouths of two or three witnesses, we should be talking about this. Mm. Sometimes Pharisees only want to pull out one scripture. But if you look at the whole picture, you see a lot more there. I tell you, there is one who is even greater than the temple. 
Hallelujah. Jesus is greater than the temple. He's greater than the law. He's greater than anything that we can experience in this life. And we're, we should be treating him like so. I should be treating Jesus like he's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Because he is. But you would not have commanded my innocent disciples if you knew the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. When somebody comes through the door and they may not be up to our, our Christian standards, are we to make them sacrifice or should we show them mercy? Because Jesus said, you should understand this scripture. You should be more merciful. You should be more merciful. We want to win the world and we can't win the world without mercy. For the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Hallelujah, Jesus. Today is our Sabbath, and Jesus is still Lord. He didn't stop being Lord. He ain't gonna stop being Lord. He was the first. He's the last. He's always gonna be sitting on that throne. We might as well praise him. We might as well worship him, because he's our King of kings and Lord of lords. But this continues. This is the same Sunday. This is the same Sabbath. This is all in one day. And it continues. These Pharisees, they didn't just go away. Sometimes they don't just go away. Sometimes they hang out with us for a while. But he's trying to continue to do the work of his father. So Jesus went over to the synagogue where he noticed a man with a deformed hand. The Pharisees asked Jesus, does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath? They're testing him here. They're saying, Jesus, do you love him more than obeying the law? Are you allowed to show someone love on the Sabbath? Oh, man. I hope that the law doesn't prevent people from showing love. I hope that you reading this Bible doesn't prevent you from showing people love. Because if that happens, you've missed the whole story. You may have focused on the trees, but you ain't seeing the forest. You're not seeing it because it's all about love. Everything in that Bible is about love. So if I'm doing something because I read one scripture that's not full of love, then I'm not doing what the entire Bible is talking about. I don't want to get lost in that. People get lost in all kinds of things. We, 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 we get these, these new ideas and these new concepts that come in, and, and they strangle life out of Christians. Yeah, I know, I know we're not in the Old Testament. I get that. But we're still living in the actions of what the Old Testament predicted. I've heard people tell me, well, you know, tithing's not in the New Testament. Well, okay, it's called giving. And they sold their houses and gave everything for him. So if you don't want to tithe the Old Testament, don't stop at 10%. 
Because God can give you 50%. God can give you 100%. As a matter of fact, in Mark 10 and 29, he said he'll give a hundredfold to anyone who gives a brother, sister, house, or home, or property for him in this life and in the next one to come. He didn't just say in this life. He didn't just say in the next life. He said in both. So I still believe that if you give your money to God, he gives you back 100%. Because that's what his word says. Is that what we're going to believe? Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank God he's still Lord over the Sabbath. Thank God he still reigns on the Sabbath. He don't have to listen to what other people tell him. Well, did you know the Bible said this? I am the word wrapped in flesh. Hallelujah. So we can feel free to follow the Holy Spirit and know that it's going to remind us of everything he taught. Of everything he told his disciples, that's what the Holy Ghost is leading us down. I don't have a problem with Pharisees because I'm led by the Spirit. I don't need to have another human being tell me what to do. I'm led by the Spirit. If God has a problem, he's going to get a hold of me. He, he has no problem ringing my bell. And I'm sure he does you guys as well. Hallelujah. Sometimes I'm like, God, I get it. But I needed it. I needed it. So come on, keep teaching me. Keep showing me. Because I got to understand that you're Lord over everything. You're Lord over everything. You're Lord over religion. You're Lord over this church. You're Lord over my family. You're Lord over my work. It doesn't matter where I go. I'm a child of the King and He stands over me. Hallelujah, Jesus. Everyone in this room, He's your King. He's reigning in your life. You can't produce bad if you're living with the King. We've got to understand these concepts. Pastor did an amazing job last week. He talked about blessings. Ah, that was so good. I'm sick of needing a blessing. It's time for me to be a blessing. We don't, I don't need God to touch my life. I need to touch other people's lives for him. Hallelujah. If we get a church full of believers who are a blessing, we can turn this city upside down. The only people who need a blessing are the people who've been here for the first time walking through that door. Everybody else should be under the mindset that I'm a child of the king. He's got me now, he had me then, and he's got my future. He ain't going to let me down and he ain't changing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Even over the Sabbath. Hallelujah, Jesus. They were hoping he would say yes so they could bring charges against him. This is, this is how they are. They're, they're hoping he'll say yes so we can bring charges against him. They're not hoping he'll say yes so the poor man with a shriveled arm could be healed. That ain't what they're worried about. Oh, I just want him to break the law so that way we can condemn him. That's what it's about. When here's, here's their brother, their family member. Their, their, their brother Israelite who's suffering. And they're more worried about, let's catch Jesus. Let's catch him doing something he shouldn't be doing. And he answers them. I love Jesus. Jesus' personality is incredible. The more I read the Bible, when you hear some of his responses, you really study into him. Like, he ain't playing games. So here Jesus tells them, if you had a sheep that fell into the well on a Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? I could see them Pharisees like, rolling around. Right, let, 
me help get the sheep. As long as nobody's seen it, I'm okay. Jesus is like, I seen it. I got it. I know what you guys are doing. If your sheep falls into a well, you're going to pull it out too. You're going to help that sheep too. If my, dog, if my little dog at home falls in a well, I'm going to do what I got to do to get it out. I love that dog. <laughs> that dog loves me. <laughs> but we love our animals. And that's what we're doing. We're showing love and compassion. And that's what Christ is asking these Pharisees. Do you love? Do you even love at all? If your sheep falls, do you care? Or do you just let it die? Of course you would, he tells them. And how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? I believe 100% that God gave me that dog because he knew I'd take care of it because I love it. But how much more valuable are you than the dog? How much more valuable are you in God's eyes than an animal? We're not animals. Animals weren't made in his image. We were made in his image. We were made to be like Christ. And we've got to continue to be like Christ. And what is Christ? Christ is love. Christ is merciful. Christ is faithful. Even when we're not, he's faithful. He doesn't hold our sins against us, but he washes them away. As far as the east is from the west. I want to be like that. I want to be like Jesus. Yes, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. So Jesus, Jesus sums it up. Yeah, I know you guys are wondering all this. Yes, the law was for the good. The law wasn't for the bad. And when you understand that, you really get this picture. Because I go back and I look at some of the laws in the Old Testament and I realize it wasn't, it wasn't just God proving that he was God. It wasn't God saying, all right, don't eat bananas. Hey, I know it's just bananas, but I'm proving that I can make them not eat them. That wasn't what he was doing. And he told them, don't eat pork. It's terrible. You shouldn't be eating pork in the middle of the desert when you don't have a refrigerator. There's a lot of things that he told them that are for their benefit. Everything in this Bible is for your good. So don't just read one part of it. Read all of it. Get all that good inside you. It'll change who you are. It'll help you change who your friends are. It'll change the entire world. Then he said to the man, hold out your arm. Hallelujah. He required some action from him. He didn't expect this man just to stand there and do nothing. But Jesus wanted him to activate his faith. Hold out your arm. How many problems in our life is God asking us, hold out to him? Don't keep your arm tucked in. Hold it out to him. Don't hold that problem deep inside you, but hold it out to him. And he can heal everything that you're going through. So the man held out his hand. He heard the word of the Lord. He heard the Savior. He heard the king tell him what to do. And then he acted in obedience and he stretched out his arm in faith. And just like that, 
it was restored just like the other one hallelujah Jesus thank God he's the same yesterday today and forevermore hallelujah I've got a son that I'd love for God to heal his arm and I believe he's still in the business of doing that I can't stop believing it I'm always gonna believe it and if it takes until the next life for God to fix all of our problems he still promises he's going to He's still true. If it takes me getting to the next life to be perfect, then I believe that in the next life, he's going to make me perfect. Hallelujah. Just like he is. Just like he is. Glorified bodies. Just like his. Not full of sin. Not wanting to turn aside every chance it gets. Good, glorified bodies. Just like his. Hallelujah, Jesus. Then... The Pharisees called a meeting to plot to kill him. They were so concerned about their law. They didn't even care about the amazing thing that God had just done. He just miraculously healed a man's arm. We get hung up on this miraculous stuff. We get hung up on, oh, I want to see it now. I want to see it now. I talked about my son's arm a minute ago. I want to see it now. But you know what? I've been watching healing take place in his body ever since the day he was born. I've been watching this gradual getting better every single day. And I thank God that I know a king who heals us. He doesn't just do the miraculous, but he heals us. Every day we're getting better if we're in his presence. Every day with the king you ain't going to be the same as you were yesterday. And we've got to believe that, not only in our lives, but in every life that walks through that door. They may walk through here not so clean, not so good, but guess what? They ain't going to be the same tomorrow. They're going to be a little bit better tomorrow. They're going to be a little bit better after that. They're going to pretty soon they'll be up here preaching. Because that's what happened to me. That's what happens when God gets a hold of your life. That's what happens when the king steps in. Hallelujah, Jesus. So they plotted to kill him. Musicians, if you guys will come, I'm almost ready to turn this whole service over to the king. Because all of this is to get your faith boosted up enough for you to understand if you reach out, if you stretch your arm out today, he can heal you. And I don't care who doesn't like it. There might be some Pharisees wanting to kill me right now, but that's okay because my God's still king over the Sabbath. Hallelujah. He's still Lord even over the Sabbath. Hallelujah, Jesus. So Jesus went over to their synagogue. Oh, wait a minute. I'm on the wrong page. My bad. But Jesus knew what they were planning. That's better. Jesus knows everything. He knows what they're planning. He knows they're getting ready to try and kill him for this good deed that he just did. So he left the area. And many people followed him. And he healed all the sick that were among them. Oh, you don't like that, Pharisees? You don't like that I healed the one man's hand? How are you going to like it when I heal all the sick that's among you? Because I'm not stopping with one miracle. I'm Lord over the Sabbath. I'll show you who's the king. He's the king. He's still reigning. Ain't no Pharisee going to knock him off that seat. Ain't no religion going to take him off this earth. He's still God, and he'll be God until the end. 
Hallelujah. What's that old song? When every nation crumbles, you'll still be Lord of all. That's our God. That's our King. He's still Lord over all. He's still Lord on the Sabbath. I don't care if it's a Sunday instead of a Sabbath. He's still Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. But he warned them not to tell, not to reveal who he was. He says, you know what? These Pharisees don't want to believe. Don't even tell them who I am. Don't tell them that I'm the king. Don't tell them that I'm the healer. Don't tell them that I'm the savior because they don't want to believe it. They still want to look at their book of laws. They still want to pretend that they got religion. They still want to pat themselves on the back and say, I got everything right. Don't even tell them that I'm the king of the Sabbath. Don't tell them that I'm still Lord and I still reign and I still heal and I still fix your problems and I'll be there when you ain't got no one else. I'm the one who comforts the people who weep. Don't tell them any of that. Don't tell them who I am because they're not going to believe. But we got a room full of people who believe right here. We got a room full of people that I can talk about who he is because you believe. I can talk about who he is because you're not plotting to kill him. You're ready to serve your king. And he's ready to heal your problems on this Sabbath. This fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah concerning him. Look at my servant whom I've chosen. He is my beloved who pleases me. I will put my spirit upon him and he will proclaim justice to the nations. Hallelujah, Jesus. We got that same spirit on us today and we should be proclaiming justice to the nations. How many, how many know life sometimes not fair? We get that? Life's not fair. We get that. I just talked about my son. That's not fair. He didn't do anything wrong to deserve that. I get that. Life's not fair. But Jesus came to proclaim justice to the nations. I came to make it fair. I came to make it better. I've got friends who don't serve God and they tell me how unfair life is and I want to tell them all you've got to do is give your life to the king and he can change everything that you're going through. He can make your life fair again. Because it wasn't fair that he had to come down here and die because of what we did. That wasn't fair either. So he doesn't mind playing games that are not fair. He can fix your problems. He can take somebody. You don't think it's okay for them to be doing what they're doing for God. But he don't care about fair. Because I'm Lord of the Sabbath. Hallelujah, Jesus. What a wonderful God we serve. What an amazing King we serve. Hallelujah, Jesus. But it goes on here. And I want to be like Jesus. That's what we're all trying to do. The more we can become like Christ, the better we are. But he comes to proclaim justice to the nations. But that's not all he is. It says, he will not fight or shout or raise his voice in public. We're supposed to be like him. That means I ain't got to shout. Not even though I'm doing it a lot up here. 
<laughs> I ain't got to shout. I ain't got to raise my voice in public. I ain't got to prove that he's king. Because he's still king of the Sabbath. It doesn't matter if I say it. It's still going to be true. So many times we find ourselves arguing with people in this world. I don't have to argue. The Bible's true. Deal with it. <laughs> I don't have to sit here and prove it all correct. I know it's right. Taste and see for yourself. Because God's never going to prove himself unfaithful. God is always going to be faithful. God's word is always true and amen till the end of days. Hallelujah, Jesus. So he won't fight. He won't shout. He won't raise his voice in public. He didn't have to. He didn't have to mess with these Pharisees. He didn't get into a big, huge argument with them. He didn't fight with them. He simply looked at the man and said, stretch out your arm. You guys want to see I'm king of the Sabbath? Stretch out your arm. Look at that. That proves everything that I've been saying. That proves that I'm still the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Every person sitting in this room right now that God's healed your life, that's all the proof you need to know that he's still king of the Sabbath. Every person that you look around and you go, boy, he's a lot different this year. He was a whole different person last year. That's proof that he's still king of the Sabbath. It says here, this is the part that stuck out to me all week long. I, I kept thinking about this next little scripture here, this next verse. It says, he will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. I don't know about everybody here, but I've often felt like the weakest reed. I feel like sometimes I'm the weakest reed, God. I'm not a strong oak. I'm not this religious icon. I'm the weakest reed, God. I'm barely flickering here. I'm barely lit up. But he didn't come to put you out. So I don't care if you're on your last strand today. I don't care if you've got nothing else going on. You're God. I'm the weakest one who just walked in this building. He is not here to break you. He is not here to put you out. He's here to build you up. He's here to get you burning. He's here to start a fire in your life so that you can go show this world who the king of the Sabbath really is. Hallelujah. Finally, he will cause justice to be victorious. Justice will be victorious. We live in a church right here where justice is victorious. We, had, we just talked about miracles in our podcast last week. And we're trying to get these podcasts down to a half hour. But for some reason, I can't quit talking in under 20 minutes. I don't know what my problem is. Today was supposed to be a 20-minute sermon. I'm probably past that. But it took us about a good 20 minutes just to talk about all the miracles that have taken place in this house in the past couple months. And I'm sure we forgot some of them. I'm sure there's some of you guys that he healed that you didn't even talk about it because you expect it. Because we know who our king is. But it took us a half hour to talk about how great our God has been. Anybody doesn't believe in miracles, come join Pineview for a little bit. Because you can't come to this house and not hear about miracles. You can't come here and not see a king who's still in the business of healing. He didn't stop and he ain't gonna. This year's gonna be the best year of our lives. Everybody in this room's gonna see miracles. We're gonna grow. We're gonna experience healing. Because we're in the, the king's house. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
We're in the presence of royalty. We've got a king who sits on a throne and he ain't going nowhere. Nobody can take him off that throne. And his name will be the hope of the whole world. Hallelujah, Jesus. His name is the hope of the whole world. Jesus, Jesus is the hope of the whole world. And in that name is power. In that name is healing. We should be declaring this to everyone we come in contact with. I got some hope for you. It's in the name of Jesus. I can't fix your problems. I don't know what you're going through, but I know who the hope of the entire world is. And he's still king over the Sabbath. Hallelujah, Jesus. All of this takes place in Matthew chapter 12. And if we go back to chapter 11, right at the end, he's still, this is still on the Sabbath. This is the same day. But Jesus shows you his heart. We find here a prayer from Jesus. And it says it's a prayer of thanksgiving. And I think it has a lot to do with what we've been talking about here. Because the Pharisees thought they had everything figured out. But Jesus tells them, it says, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent and have revealed them unto the babies, unto the childlike. He hid it from the wise, but he revealed it to the childlike. That's why God wants you to come to him like a child. If I sit down and think about it, it doesn't make sense, God. It doesn't make sense how you can fix these problems. It doesn't make sense how you can heal this situation. But he's not asking you to think about it. He's asking you to have faith. He's asking you to be like a child. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good to thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of the Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. But then Jesus says this. And remember, we got chapters that separate things, but this is all in the same time period. This is all on the Sabbath. This was right before all of the wheat eating and all of this that we, that we just read. Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For I am meek and lonely in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I'm sick as Pharisees making it hard to live for God. It's not hard to live for God. Love Him. Love your neighbor. Love yourself. It's easy. But so many times in our life, we want to carry it all by ourselves. I want to carry the yoke. Let Jesus in. Let Him carry this for us. 
Stretch out your burden to him. Let's stand today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for being the king of the Sabbath, God. Thank you for still healing, for not stopping on us, but always staying faithful, Lord. I know there's some people in this room today who you feel like you're the weakest reed. You feel like you're barely flickering. You feel like life's not fair to you. I'm going through things that I shouldn't have to go through. But the guy with the shriveled hand, he'd have never experienced that miracle if his arm would have been shriveled to begin with. So we're going through some things. We may feel weak, but where are you weak today? Because wherever you're weak, he's still Lord over the Sabbath. He's still Lord. And he still heals. And he still performs miracles. And he still loves you just the way you are. He's not going to hurt you. He ain't going to break you. He ain't going to put you out. He's going to fix your problems. Because he's Lord over the Sabbath. But all he's asking of you is are you going to believe that he's still Lord of the Sabbath? Do you look at him like he's just your best friend sitting up here? Or do you see him as a reigning king? Do you think that he's, he's okay and he's in heaven doing great things? Or do you see that he has the power to affect every single area of your life today? Because if he's king, even over the Sabbath, then there's nothing in your life he can't fix. If he's not the king over the Sabbath, then maybe he can't fix your problems. But he is the king over the Sabbath. He still has healing in his hands. But today, I'm going to ask you, like Christ asked the man with the shriveled hand, will you hold it out to me? Will you walk forward today? Will you allow God to fix your problems? Because he's still Lord over the Sabbath. He's still here. He didn't get off his throne. And you can walk right out that door and we can go back to our life and we can not care. Or you can walk up here today and you can experience healing in your life. Where's your weak area? Is your faith weak? Are you weak when it comes to controlling your anger? Are you weak when it comes to witnessing? Where are we weak? Because today, God doesn't want to put you out. Today, God's not going to break you. But He wants to heal you. He wants to fix these problems in your life. And only He can do it. Because He's the King of the Sabbath. Nobody else is the King of the Sabbath. So I'm going to open these altars up. And there's going to be some elders up here. Because we know what this Bible says. We know that it says if we lay hands on people, they will recover. Not because of what I did, but because of the authority of God that's running through me. He put His Spirit on Him. There are men in this house who are filled with the Spirit of God. And they want to partner with you. They want to partner their faith with yours. So that you can have healing in your life today. So please, don't wait. Don't wait. Now's your opportunity. Come forward.
come forward and stretch your arm out to Jesus let's let him heal your life today because he's still Lord over the Sabbath and if you're not weak maybe you're strong maybe you got it all together then it's time for you to use that spirit that God put inside of you and start touching people's lives so I'm going to open this altar up. We should all be up here. We're all weak in one area or another. And the only way you're going to get better is by grabbing a hold of the king. By reaching out and touching the hem of his garment. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus. Yes, Lord. Today, God, you have healing in this house for anybody who needs it. Today, there's a king right here, God. Come to the presence of the king. Come to the presence of greatness. Let him affect our lives today. Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus. You silence me Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus.